0: You are listening to University of Wisconsin-Madison's Mortgage Center for Public Service podcast, a podcast dedicated to connecting community, campus, and student voices that foster, shape, and cultivate a thriving democratic society. Hi, everyone. Welcome to our first summer episode of the Mortgage Center podcast, Gridge Fridge. I'm Jenna Harb, the student organization preparation intern at the Mortgage Center and your host for the summer. I am an incoming junior majoring in Political Science with a Certificate in Middle East Studies. On today's episode, we'll be learning about the Perspectives Project, which was awarded one of the 2021-2022 Wisconsin Idea Fellowships. Wisconsin Idea Fellowships are awarded annually to UW-Madison undergraduate projects working to address issues identified by local or global communities. Fellowships are awarded to semester-long or year-long projects designed by an undergraduate student or group of students in collaboration with a community organization and a UW faculty or staff member. The Perspectives Project will collaborate with the National Alliance on Mental Illness of Dane County to provide a culturally sensitive mental health workshop series and social media campaign specific to Asian Americans and people of color as a mental health resource at UW-Madison. I am here today with Amita Dwaifade, Anusha Rede, and Vaishnavi Gundamrush, the founders of the project. We're really happy that you guys are able to join us for this podcast episode today. First, I have like a little bit of an icebreaker question, um, but before that, tell me a little
1: bit about yourselves. So I'm Anusha. I am going to be a third year at Madison. Um, I'm a major. Is there anything else you really want to know about me? Um, I can tell you something I like to do. I like to paint and do like I love music, but that's pretty much me in a nutshell.
2: Um, my name is Vaishnavi. Um Vaishu for short. I am also going to be a junior at UW Madison and I'm majoring in biology. Um, I guess this project is kind of close to my heart because I also struggled with like I struggle with anxiety. So Um, that's what kind of makes me so invested in this project.
3: Hi, my name is Amita. I'm also a third year and I'm studying neurobio and philosophy. Um, in my free time, I like to dance and I like to hike. And that's mostly what I've been doing over the summer, but I'm happy to be here.
0: Sweet. Thank you guys so much. You kind of answered my, um, starting question or my, um, icebreaker question of sorts. Basically, what I was going to ask is, what's your favorite summer outdoor activity? But Amina, you were uh, mentioning hiking. Um, are yes. there any other activities that you guys like to enjoy during the summer? Go ahead. I love
2: to hike, too. Um, recently, I went on some really cool hikes with some really pretty views. So, Where'd you go hiking? Um, I recently went on a trip to Hawaii. So we did a couple of really cool hikes there. Um, they're really fun. Some of them had like, waterfalls. Um, so you could, like do the hike and then like kind of take a dip in the water so i thought that was really cool and it made me want to do a lot more hiking this summer
1: yeah i don't know if it like my audio went through but i said jet skiing <laughs> i don't know if it went through or not but i love jet skiing that's like my favorite thing to do all righty well let's get into some
0: of the questions so, first question that I have for you all today is tell us more about the Perspectives Project and the inspiration behind it. I know Vaishu kind of touched upon a little bit why it was important for her, but how did you take your idea and translate it into a WIF project?
3: Yeah, so definitely exactly what Vaishnavi just said. Um, I think it definitely started off with personal experiences that we experienced with just poor mental health over the years. And I think I can speak for all of us when I say that I turned to help just to realize that there weren't resources that were specific to our background or our struggles that could guide us. Um, so I think mental health definitely is a hu- has a huge stigma around it among Asian American families who don't quite understand the intricacies or just believe that it exists. And so adding a layer of culture sensitivity could mean the difference to students and, people of color, or even just students who aren't getting the help they need from current resources. So the Wisconsin Idea Fellowship gave us the foundation to be able to pursue this in a project within our undergraduate career. So we're very grateful for that. Yeah,
0: thank you so much. And I'm sure that like COVID has kind of made things a little bit more apparent within communities, especially uh, mental health. I know that a lot of people started suffering with poor mental health during COVID. Um, And I think that's really awesome that you guys are providing resources for specifically Asian-, Asian Americans within UW-Madison. So you're partnering with the National Alliance on Mental Illness of Dane County for this project. What did the process of fostering this community partnership look like? Were there any challenges that or pitfalls that your group had to explore or overcome?
2: So the National Alliance on Mental Illness, or NAMI for short, is it's an, it's an amazing organization um, whose mission is spreading resources to combat poor mental health. Um, when we did our initial search, we found quite a few organizations that we could partner with, um, but NAMI, NAMI definitely fit what we were looking for in a community partner. Um, we perf- pursued NAMI's Wisconsin chapter, um, but then we learned that Dane County also has a chapter Um, that has lots of like ties with high schools in the area. Um, For this reason, we decided to partner with them specifically. And through this partnership, we can be able to reach not only the university students, but also high school students in the area to like broaden our impact. Um, I would say the biggest challenge was definitely matching schedules to like at zoom meetings and making a routine because for our project we do need to meet um often to like set things up and nami as a nonprofit, they're also very busy and they have multiple projects going on so it was a little bit difficult to do that but i guess we overcame it in the end
0: (laughs) i love that you guys are working with high schoolers specifically i love that that was like a um That's why you partnered with NAMI. I didn't know that you guys, that was like your aim um, to partner with high school students. That's so, so important. Could you tell us a little bit more about how you think that necessarily, not necessarily how it would, well, yeah, how it would like benefit high school students to kind of start early.
1: NAMI, Dane County is actually the very first NAMI ever so they're the ones who gave us the idea to reach out to high school students first because they have a lot of connections in high school and we also wanted to reach but beyond madison because one that is a WIF requirement and two um starting early it does benefit even just from like me and amita are like neuro, neuro majors but even just as the brain develops you tend to like be able to understand and pick up and learn better habits for yourself earlier on than later. So starting younger in high school, you're basically spreading a positive message to a very impressionable mind. And that's something that we wanna definitely do. And especially for me personally, high school was a really difficult time in my academic career coming to college. And that was a big mental stressor between me and my parents. So honestly, I wish I had some mental support in high school, and I'm sure if you asked Amita and Vaishu, they would say the same.
3: I think I have to agree with Anusha on that. I think the transition into college is definitely a big one, and I think that tends to affect people a lot more than we think, especially during the pandemic. So I think it was great that we found NAMI, and then NAMI told us about their ties to high schools in the area, because I think... That allowed us to expand our impact over, like, more than just like, past the university, past our students into the actual community, which, which is great.
0: I like 100% agree that the transition between high school to college is rough for most, and it's great that you guys are like, kind of helping out with that. Uh, next question is going to be, as mental health has become destigmatized, it is important for the center and our audience to look at this through an intersectional lens. This means understanding that stigma looks different across cultures. What is something that you would like others to understand about how mental illness affects people of color in their communities?
1: So this one was a hard one. It is a hard one to answer. And you're absolutely correct that stigma looks very different across cultures. And I think that's why we're emphasizing the importance of cultural sensitivity. And that's what we're doing with NAMI, building a culturally sensitive curriculum with them. And while there isn't necessarily one takeaway that we want people to understand from this, we want others to try and understand rather than perceive. I know that's like hard to put into perspective, but basically we don't want people to think like, oh, people of color have been through way more than just depression. Like they can get through depression, no problem. You know, like it's not like that, especially in Asian communities as like I've experienced it myself, the older generation sometimes like mostly made up of immigrants, they don't really understand the importance of mental health and that makes the problem harder for children. So we just want others to understand that they're not alone. And their comfort is what we hope to achieve with this project. And like, there is a huge difference between perceiving and understanding. And we just want people who aren't necessarily people of color to to understand rather than perceive.
0: That really resonated with me as the child of Middle Eastern immigrants. Um, I kind of get the struggle of, oh, like, you've been like, our, like, our family's been through so much with like, immigration or your family has been through much like so been through so much um with immigration depression is just something that you can like tackle or anxiety as for me I have an anxiety disorder anxiety is something that you can just tackle for yourself and you know you're strong because you're like the child of immigrants and it's like um there's also just some unresolved stuff as well you know you can't expect children to be strong I totally get the sentiment
1: And like children are definitely resilient, especially of immigrants, they're definitely resilient, but that doesn't mean they're like Superman or like the most invincible person out there. Like we need to help these children. And honestly, just understanding that it's more than just like what they've been through. It's also like what they need to get better, if that makes
2: any sense. Yeah, I totally agree with Anusha in the fact that They just need to feel heard because sometimes with um, children of immigrants, you kind of listen to your parents' struggles coming to this country as well, and it's hard for you to like think that your problems are enough to seek out help. So we want everybody to feel heard and feel comfortable discussing mental health.
0: Yeah, and it's also kind of like a shock as well when you like come to college too And then you kind of realize, oh my gosh, things are different. Like some things don't have to be this way or people are like me or something like that, you know? Yeah, definitely.
3: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Your project plans to provide counseling to students who have been unable to receive mental health services due to parental pressure. How will students be able to access these
1: services?
3: So I know we're going to try to reach out to UHS, University Health Services, as well. To see if we can kind of add on to whatever resources they have and they're providing to students already but we also hope to establish a social media presence um, primarily on Instagram. Uh, We're planning to launch a program in which students or non-students can send their experiences with mental health anonymously to our page and then with their permission we can post their stories on our page for others to hear and to read about and I think This is important for letting those who are suppressed or unable to access these resources to know that they're not alone. And hopefully this can like build enough strength and enough courage so that they can reach out to us or move past that parental pressure and hopefully be able to come to our workshops.
0: Do you have a name for the social media campaign or is it still in the works right now? Or is it just Perspectives Project?
3: So I think our page will definitely be named The Perspectives Project. I think within that page we hope to have a series. um, Name is Work in Progress, but we will get that up and running super soon so that people can kind of gauge interest or be able to share their experiences.
0: Yeah, and it's super cool that you guys are taking time out of your summer um, to do some community-based work. Um, I know it's a little bit one moment, it's like a little bit, not necessarily tiring, but like you're taking, you're taking your time to help the community. What kind of workshops are you guys thinking of offering?
1: So I think we're doing seminar-based and we definitely want to have a licensed practitioner at our meetings so that he can help facilitate, he or she can help um, facilitate any discussion that we have, we are gonna have like, um, like we said, we're developing the curriculum with NAMI. So there is like a set like progression of like stuff we would like to discuss and how we wanna like a general outline of how we want the semester to go. So that's basically our idea right now. And obviously there's more solidifying to do in the next couple months, but that's our general idea if anybody else wants to add anything to that.
2: Uh, also, um, Amita, Anusha and I are also getting certified as facilitators to kind of help foster um, discussions and um, like group therapy sessions and people can just share their stories and maybe find some common ground, um, which is kind of like the whole point of our project to make pe- not people feel comfortable and not alone in their problems. I should cover what I had to say. <laughs>
0: Okay, sounds good. That is so awesome that you guys are doing that. It's really important to have facilitators who are engaged within the conversation and who like truly care, especially with a topic like mental health. And it's obviously, it seems like you ladies are interested and are willing to help, which is amazing. And so I have one final question for you all today. So what are your next steps now that you've been awarded a With grant? And how does the prospective Project plan on transitioning to in-person services as they start becoming available. The Chancellor did recently send out an email that pre-pandemic like restrictions, not necessarily restrictions, but like restrictions will go back to like pre-pandemic times on August 9th. How do you all plan to navigate that with your
2: project? So this grant definitely allows us to expand what we were hoping to achieve as students alone. Um, With this grant, we would love to bring on professional who could help guide and facilitate our workshops and group therapy sessions. So that's obviously something that would probably be in person. To us, it's important that the care that we're giving is proper and impactful, and the professional can help us with that because we don't wanna be spreading any misinformation or anything that could be detrimental to anybody's mental health. We'd love to go in person with caution and within the university and Dane County's COVID-19 guidelines for what is safe at the time at the time, so we're planning on meeting in person, but that is also all dependent on what is brought up by the university and what the university says that we have to follow. But, but that's basically our plan.
0: Were you, are you guys going to or are you planning on potentially having virtual services available? just in case, I mean, COVID flare-ups might occur or just for people who are not able to access in-person services?
3: So hopefully, because the workshops themselves, it may be difficult to kind of take what we're learning or what we're sharing within those workshops and put it elsewhere for other people to access. I think that would be a privacy issue. But we are hoping that through the social media page, we can at least get people some resources, like alongside other people's stories, we're gonna be putting tons of resources up there or articles that we find or books that we find are helpful or have helped us so that there is some sort of credibility to it. Um, And I think that is one of the ways that we're definitely gonna try to reach other people.
2: In case the COVID guidelines do change, um, I know there's um, always new data, new stuff coming out. We're kind of playing it by ear and if we need to, We're going to try to figure out a way to make it virtual, but we are hoping that we would be able to see students and um, everybody in person because I feel like that is also something that just feels more comfortable to actually see people's faces um, and actually like communicate in person.
1: And while I'm sure like um, in the upcoming weeks, we're going to figure out our plan B for what's going to happen, but in person is 1000% our ideal, our ideal situation, because it's always just good to be able to isolate your time into just focusing on yourself and focusing on mental health rather than like sitting in your bedroom or there's homework on the side and your bed is messy and there's laundry on the floor and there's just screaming from your roommates or whatever, but it's always just perfect to just go in and your main focus is just focusing on your health and bettering yourself and that's definitely the environment that we want to create and it's just way easier in person
0: to learn more about the perspectives project and the rest of the 2021-2022 wisconsin idea fellowships visit go.wisc.edu slash whiff thank you for tuning in to this summer episode of grid Fridge. to keep up with all things mortgage center Visit us at Morgan Center on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. As always, thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.